Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team in the Houston Texans every single day, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for ESPN Houston 97.5, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And I just want to remind everyone to please subscribe to Locked On Texans on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave us a five-star review. And ladies and gentlemen, before we get started, I want to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And when you go there, please make sure to tell them that Locked On sent you. Happy New Year's, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday, around 3 o'clock, 4 p.m. Houston time, Central time, the start of the 2021 calendar season in the NFL came to be, which means all verbal agreements, all verbal trades were made official. And boy... Just like everything regarding the Houston Texans as of right now, they start to the new year did not get off to a great start. And I'm pretty sure you guys know by now because the news broke late Tuesday night that a massage therapist in Houston is suing Deshaun Watson for sexual misconduct. And look, ladies and gentlemen, to be honest with you guys, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I'm just going to give you guys some quick updates about it and just share my quick two senses about it because this is not one of those you should be on Deshaun Watson's side or the Houston Texans side of things. There's just so much misinformation or so much information that needs to be proven. So we're going to touch on that just for a little bit, just for a quick second. And then after that, we're going to go back to what matters. And that's what the Houston Texans are doing on the football field. And ladies and gentlemen, Nick Casario is making some really great moves. On yesterday, he released everybody's favorite offensive tackle and of course my boy John so sports guy Hickman who is unfortunately not in the studio with me today his favorite offensive tackle Zach Fulton and with that cut the Texans were able to clear three million dollars in cap space and with that being said we're going to continue our series of assessing their fit with the Houston Texans taking a look at what Marcus Canning and Justin Britt what they can bring to the Houston Texans in 2021 and of course how those two additions can make the Houston Texans offensive line a hell of a lot better in 2021 and then we're going to wrap up the show with some more details about Tyrod Taylor's contract a little bit more details came out and I want to make sure I give you guys a quick rundown on what he's actually making and what he can make Ladies and gentlemen, I know we was all kind of looking at our phone like, what in the world is this when we saw the news that Tyrod Taylor is signing with the Houston Texans and he can make up to $12.5 million. But when you break that contract down, it is not as expensive as you might think. So I cannot wait to start talking about the fun stuff here on Locked on Texans today. But of course, we got to kick this Thursday installment off with the news surrounding Deshaun Watson. Late Tuesday night, news broke that a massage therapist here in Houston is suing Deshaun Watson for sexual misconduct. 
and the lawsuit against Watson was made public by the attorney, Mr. Tony Bugsby, who announced the allegations on his social media account. Now, since we heard from Deshaun Watson in one social media post, of course, denying the allegation and telling everyone that he has not done anything but treated women with the utmost respect that they deserve. But it's a little bit unfortunate because since Tuesday night, the lawsuit between Deshaun Watson has risen from one to four, ranging from Houston to Atlanta. Now, as I mentioned, I'm not going to spend too much time on this because first and foremost, the allegations against Deshaun Watson is still too fresh. And two, there are a lot of red flags, both positives and negatives, when you take a look at everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson right now. However, there are a few things I do want to share when speaking on this matter. One, everybody's favorite theory that the Houston Texans are behind this, especially when you consider that Busby actually has a relationship with the McNair family. I do not buy that conspiracy, and I'm calling it a conspiracy because that's what I believe it is. Why in the world would the Houston Texans scoop this low to make Deshaun Watson look like the quote-unquote villain? Because everyone knows that the Texans have made their decision regardless of what they say in public. They action show, especially with the signing of Tyrod Taylor, and we're going to get, get into that a little bit later on in the show, but... Everyone knows that the Texans have got it in their minds that they are about to move on from Deshaun Watson, which means that they will be doing everything possible to boost Watson up to other teams to make sure that they get back a King's ransom and then some. Because think about it, the number of teams who were after Deshaun Watson prior to this lawsuit being announced, I'm pretty sure most of those teams are just going to step away from it. Because now it would not make that much sense to give up half your team to take on Deshaun Watson. A guy, by the way, depending on in the way this lawsuit is looking, he might not be even a part of the 2021 NFL season, whether he's in Houston or not. Because if the NFL steps in and they conduct their own investigation, nine times out of ten, Watson is going to be sitting at home because he's going to be suspended. It's not going to be by his choice. Which means you're going to have a lot of teams a little bit hesitant to say, I'm not going to give up a King's ransom and get a guy who might not even be able to play this season. Which means the Texans will be taking a bad deal if they are able to still find a trade partner for Watson. So saying the Texans are behind this just because they don't want to trade him or they want to trade him, that doesn't make any type of sense. And however, let's say for the sake of this argument, if the Texans were behind something so foolish and stupid like this, at that point, it's time for Roger Cadell to step in and force the Magnara family to sell this team. And do you also understand how bad that will be? The fractured relationships that you will have with the players that you have suiting up for you for this coming season? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just do not buy that the Houston Texans are behind this whole framing Deshaun Watson to make him look like this villain because he just wants out of Houston because they're mad that he just wants out of Houston I don't buy it I'm sorry um another point that I do want to point out before moving on is how Tony Busby announced the lawsuit on his social media account with this long paragraph that when you read it it really did not say hardly anything about Deshaun Watson and what he did. It, he was more so talking about himself. And I actually found that post really odd and really strange because, ladies and gentlemen, 
I never studied law in school, but I do know one thing. I'm pretty sure a lawyer is not supposed to do what he did Tuesday night on social media. And I've seen countless of celebrities, countless of people who are on Deshaun Watson level, anytime they get in trouble, I've never seen a lawyer go to this extreme to make sure they try to humiliate Deshaun Watson in the process. I've I, I never seen anything like that before, and that is part of another reason why I kind of have a red flag about this whole entire situation. But all I can say is at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, let's just keep an open mind on this, and let's just hope for the best. This is a very serious matter. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I hate knowing that Deshaun Watson has got caught up in a situation like this. And it's just unfortunate all the way around. But what is not unfortunate is the fact that Nick Casario is actually continuously putting together a really solid football team as we head into the 2021 season a football team that will have an improved offensive line with the addition of Marcus Cannon Justin Britt and the departure of Zach Fulton with every increasing number of makes like Fiat Kia and models like Pacifica and XT5 it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only cost $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Cookie Dough Chunk versus Salted Caramel. And ladies and gentlemen, if I had to pick which one of these I will prefer, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go with the Salted Caramel. Go to BuiltBar.com or go to Built underscore Bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, that is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. 
Betting on any Houston team doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicap expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm pretty sure, guys, betting on the Houston Texans is going to be a little bit easier in 2021 because this team is going to have a better offensive line. The Houston Texans release Zach Fulton, and with that release, the Houston Texans were able to save a total of $3 million in cap space. Now, I know that isn't a lot of money to say the least. But when you have a general manager like Nick Casario, it seems like he's going to do everything possible to get the most out of the lease. He he reminds me of that one kid growing up where you gave them $5 and they go to a candy store and they find some type of way to buy the best candy and the most candy using only $5. Nick Casario might have been that type of kid growing up because the moves that he has been able to do so far this offseason, like I say here almost every single day here on Locked On Texans, I am impressed by the work that he is doing. But to flip things back over to the release of Zach Fulton, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was a little bit surprised to see the Texans release Fulton because I thought due to the release of Nick Martin that the Texans were willing to give Zach Fulton at least one more try to be the offensive lineman that they originally brought him in to be. I believe he signed with the Houston Texans, if I'm not mistaken, during the offseason of 2018. And through Fulton's three-year tenure here in Houston, it always seems like he can never get right. And after me and John did some searching, we realized that during his time in Kansas City, the reason why he was a better offensive lineman is due to the fact that he was playing center when he came to Houston, playing alongside Nick Martin. They pushed him over to right guard, and that is part of the reason why he struggled here with the Houston Texans. And after the release of Martin, it seems like the Texans were going to make the shift and place him back at center. However, that is not the case. Now with Zach Fulton removed and with Nick Martin removed, the Texans actually added two offensive linemen that I am a little bit excited to see what they have to offer. And of course, I'm looking at Marcus Cannon and Justin Britt, which brings me to the next topic of today's show, assessing their fit with the Houston Texans, looking at Britt and Cannon. Now, when you take a look at what Britt and Cannon can bring to the Houston Texans organization in 2021, first and foremost, they are the replacement for Zach Fulton and Nick Martin. Yeah, I understand there was a couple weak links on that offensive line, but I think we can all agree that the two weakest link of that offensive line was Zach Fulton and Nick Martin. You take those two guys out, you replace them with Marcus Cannon and Justin Britt, I'm pretty sure the O-line is going to get better. Justin Britt is a center, so nine times out of ten, he's going to step in and replace what Nick Martin brought to this team and do an even better job. However, when I take a look at Marcus Cannon, he is a right tackle. Right now, the right tackle on this team is Titus Howard. But part of the main reason why I'm just a little bit more excited for Cannon's arrival and part of the reason why I feel this offensive line is going to be even better is the fact that once you add Marcus Cannon into that offensive line and you place him at right tackle, all that's going to do is shift Titus Howard down to right guard. And ladies and gentlemen, if you all remember, early on in the season, I believe throughout 
the fourth or fifth week of the regular season. Titus Howard did not look like the guy that we all started loving during his first six to eight weeks during his rookie season before he went down with the ACL injury. Titus Howard looked like a guy who was struggling. And I truly believed and I truly thought at that time that he was just trying to knock off some rust. However, it was because he was trying to get used to playing right tackle. You add a guy like Cannon, all that's going to do is put Titus Howard back in his natural position. And just to give you guys some quick numbers on how Titus Howard was able to succeed at right guard versus right tackle, last year, when he took over as the Texans' right tackle, he had a pass blocking grade of 65.5. During his rookie season, before he went down with that ACL injury, playing majority of his time at right guard, he had a pass blocking grade of 70.4. But when I take a look at Justin Britt and when I take a look at Marcus Cannon, the main reason why I'm excited for those two guys to be a part of the Houston Texans organization and the main reason why I feel they can actually help this offensive line it's because it's going to improve the Texans' run game. It's no secret that the Texans had a terrible run game in 2020. Yes, Duke and David Johnson did not hold their own given how bad they were at rushing, but majority of the Texans' problems in the run game, they simply did not have a solid offensive line to run behind. Nick Martin averaged a run-blocking grade of 47.4 according to PPF, by far the worst on the offensive line. Zach Fulton was a lot better, and in his 2020 season with a run blocking grade of 60. However, when you take a look at both Justin Britt and Marcus Cannon, they are both improvements over Nick Martin and Zach Fulton in run blocking. Justin Britt, the guy who's going to take over as the Texans starting center, nine times out of ten to say the least, he has a run blocking grade of 66.2. <laughs> Marcus Cannon, the guy who's taking over for Zach Fulton, he has a run blocking grade of 63.6. And the reason why I'm focusing on Britt and Cannons and their ability to beef up the offensive line in their run blocking is simply due to the fact that we've seen what David Johnson can do with a little bit better of an offensive line to run behind. Remember, the offensive line towards the last five weeks of the regular season really started to look really good. And that was simply because they started placing Roger Johnson in a little bit more. A guy, by the way, who ended the 2020 season with a PFF grade of 64.5. A guy, according to Pro Football Focus, was the second best offensive lineman last year, only trailing Laramie Tunsil. But what made Roger Johnson a little bit of a game changer in the Houston Texans run game is the fact that he was able to excel in run blocking. He possessed the highest run blocking grade last season at 73.9. And when David Johnson came back from that concussion that he had, Johnson was able to record 239 yards, two touchdowns on 34 attempts. And when you take a look at what the Houston Texans have done in hopes of improving their run game, not only did they add Justin Britt and Marcus Cannon, they also have Mark Ingram. And yes, I understand Mark Ingram isn't the guy who was at one time one of the best running backs in the league, especially during his time in New Orleans. But just like David Johnson, if you let him run behind a pretty solid offensive line, he could still do some damage. And that is what we're going to see with the addition of Justin Britt and Marcus Cannon, a better offensive line that can help the Texans improve their running game. Now, both of these guys did not play the 2020 season, so I'm not going to lie to you guys. I am a little bit concerned about Russ, but at the end of the day, 
You're looking at two guys who are going to be healthy, to say the least. But of course, speaking of health, before we wrap up today's show, we got to talk about Tyrod Taylor once again. He was brought in to be the backup quarterback for the Houston Texans, and everybody was freaking out about his contract. That could be worth up to $12.5 million. Before getting out of here, we are actually going to dive into his contract situation and see what is his contract actually worth. And I guarantee you, unless he lead this team to a Super Bowl, there's no way in hell he's going to get the full $12.5 million. And I will bet you guys with BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you guys to bet on all sports action. Football season might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way for you guys to place your bets. And it's always free to sign up. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. And you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. With promo code LOCKEDON. Are you ready for the NFL draft? I would be if the Texans had a first or second round draft pick. I hate knowing as of right now, I got to wait until the third round. But join Locked On NFL draft host Trevor Sakima and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest position rankings and analysts on 2021 draft prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL draft podcast on the radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, as we wrap up the show today, I do want to revisit the signing of Tyrod Taylor. Because when news broke on Tuesday that the Texans had came to a one-year agreement to sign Taylor, everyone was surprised. Everyone was shocked, given the amount of money that everyone saw flash across the TV screens and across their phones. And I'm not going to lie. When I looked at the news and saw the saw $12.5 million on my watch, I said to myself, there's no way in hell Nick Casario was giving this man $12.5 million. However, on yesterday, reports came out with more details surrounding Tyrod Taylor's contract. And ladies and gentlemen, we can actually breathe a sigh of relief because like I mentioned, nine times out of 10, the only way Tyrod Taylor will see the full amount of this $12.5 million is if he leads this team to, to a Super Bowl. Matter of fact, let's get it. Let's keep it a little bit realistic. He probably would not see the full $12.5 million unless he, I'm pretty sure he has to at least lead this team to the playoffs and possibly not only lead this team to a playoffs, but they got to at least make it to a divisional round game because just like the contracts that we saw signed in New Orleans and in New England, when you take a look at Jameis Winston and Cam Newton is a contract based off of incentives. The base value for Taylor's contract is only worth $5.5 million and only 2.5 is guaranteed to Taylor. And it actually makes a lot of sense because Tyrod Taylor is in a very unique situation here with the Houston Texans because like I mentioned on yesterday's show if Deshaun Watson says today or tomorrow of course given how everything plays out with this new saga surrounding him but 
If Deshaun Watson came out and said that he wants to suit up and play for the Houston Texans in 2021, he's going to see the same amount of time as A.J. McCarron saw over his last two years as a member of the Houston Texans. A backup who is suiting up every single game, not seeing the field. But if one way or another Deshaun Watson decides that he does not want to play and he sits out the season, Tyrod Taylor is actually going to be the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Now, as of right now, Houston only has two quarterbacks under contract right now, and that's Watson and Taylor. And I'm pretty sure Nick Casario, I don't know if he's going to do it in the draft. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to do it in the trade. But I'm pretty sure he's going to bring in another quarterback. And if Tyrod Taylor and the odds are in his favor right now, if he's the starting quarterback, it makes sense for him to have a contract full of nothing but incentives. And this is a guy who is really talented, to say the least. And I know the last couple of years has been rough on him because it seems like every time he has a minor injury, there's a rookie quarterback ready to take his spot. We saw it happen in Cleveland between him and Baker Mayfield. We saw it last season between him and Justin Herbert. And to be honest with you guys, when you take a look at his last two stops in both Cleveland and Los Angeles, it seems like Tyrod Taylor never really had an opportunity to really go out there and still showcase that he can still be a starting quarterback in this league because the narrative was always, when will Baker Mayfield take over as the starting quarterback in Cleveland? When will Justin Herbert take over as the starting quarterback in Los Angeles? Plus, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, he is reuniting with David Culley, and he had one of his best seasons of his career under Culley in 2017 when he threw for 2,799 yards and four touchdowns and had a PFF grade of 80. And of course, that was during his last season with the Buffalo Bills, and even his time with the Bills was a little bit confusing because he was the guy who led them to the playoffs for the first time in what 17 18 years and yet you still had a lot of people saying that he was not good enough to be a starting quarterback for that team and he had three good years in buffalo one of those years he was a pro bowl quarterback so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Tyrod Taylor? Once again, this man contract has a base value of $5.5 million and only $2.5 guaranteed for this upcoming season. So once again, it's going to be very interesting to see how does this play out with between Tyrod Taylor and the Houston Texans, especially considering the serious news now surrounding Deshaun Watson. And ladies and gentlemen, like I mentioned at the top of the show, Let's just all keep an open mind on everything that's going on and let's just hope for the best. So that's going to do it here on this Thursday edition of Locked On Texans. Please remember to subscribe to Locked On Texans on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave a five-star review. Once again, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at CodyDavis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow... Texan Social with our guy, with our brother, Brandon K. Scott from Sports Radio 16. He will be dropping by to discuss Nick Casario's move as general manager and everything regarding the players the Texans brought in during free agency. 
Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.